0: Something's burning, and yet we're going to continue with this podcast. Nonetheless, if alarms start going off or water start... Wait, do we have any sprinklers in here? We don't
1: even have a smoke alarm.
0: Oh God, how could they rent this place? Wow. There are probably sprinklers above I bet they're the above ceiling the tile. So It'll
1: take a long time for the smoke to seep up there. Maybe not.
0: Reporting to you live from the death trap that is our office Here is the Video Reformation Podcast Uh, I am Ben Oliver I'm Justin Plant We are the co-founders of Storyboard Media And we are your guides on your journey to videoing better Or something Uh, Okay, so today we're going to have a hearty discussion about pre-production Yeah, I mean It's that second phase of our seven phases Sure Um, I interrupted you
1: No, I was going to say normally we're we're here to talk about strategy and how to right. build a strategy, implement strategy, how to use video effectively. This comes, this is certainly a big part of video though. Yeah. And a lot of people have asked for what it takes to produce a video. And so, you know, uh, the first thing you have to do is well, a get your strategy in place. Um, a lot of people seem to forget that one, but then yeah. next is pre-production. Yeah.
0: Uh, and that's what we're going to talk about today after we uh, hear from our new sponsor. We have a new sponsor this week. As usual, we only do these one-week sponsorships. So our sponsor today is Fight Club. The first rule of Fight Club, this is not going to work. Um, okay, let's see. Uh, that was dumb. I don't know why they agreed to sponsor us. Let's move on to our sponsor for next week and just move okay. into this week. Let's see up. if I can find it. Okay. <clears throat> Welcome to our new new sponsor Icy Dead People The Mid-South's premier cryogenic freezing lab Freeze your dead relatives now and we'll thaw them out When there's a cure for what ails them Icy Dead People Spoiler alert, Bruce Willis was dead the whole time Alright, well <laughs> That seems to be a Futuristic kind of Cryo lab Yeah. Not sure the audiences intersect here But, you know, we'll take the sponsors We can take, right? Yeah, yeah, pretty much now, am I right in that you have never seen The Sixth Sense? I have not seen it. So you didn't even get that last that last part of their cleverly written I think promo that they wrote. I think everybody
1: knows whether you've
0: seen it or not. I think everybody knows that part. What is the statute of limitations on spoilers?
1: Uh god today with all the social media, like 3 days? Seconds.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, see Dead people our brand new sponsor. Welcome to them. Let's see how long this lasts um okay so pre-production yes um it is phase two in our seven phases it is heavily informed by strategy um and i think there's a lot Mm -hmm. of there's a lot of levels of production um there's a lot of so so there's a lot of different amounts of pre-production work and i think some that we're going to get into today um uh, I, I think we just need to define who it is, like who's the person we're, we're talking to. Let's just right set now. a
1: standard for yeah. this conversation. Um, it, we've seen quite a large trend of, of companies bringing production resources in-house. Um, but we also get a lot of calls where they have no idea this is their first production, um, and they have no idea what they're doing. they want some professional help. Uh, no no. To, staff. Right. No. I mean, maybe said, a marketing department. Sure, right? marketing, but sales, a regular, regular B two B company. So we're gonna go with that assumption that there's no in-house, there are no in-house resources for video. Even if you have a copywriter, that's not a screenwriter. Even if you have someone who's uh, I don't know, been on camera for, it doesn't make them an actor. Right. So, so let's just let's just go ahead and set that as a standard for this conversation. No one in your company will be involved, uh, except, for except for in approvals and, <clears throat> and revisions. Uh, yes,
0: and signing checks. Um, but
1: any, you know, that's perhaps a little unrealistic, but you can,
0: you can kind of... But I think if we set the bar there, everyone can kind of extrapolate. Yeah. You yeah. know, okay. I have that. I, I have that. this. I have that. I can manage that. So-and-so can manage that part. Right? These are the parts <clears throat> that need to be there. Mm-hmm. So we've identified that we're talking to a B2B company with no in-house video crew, no one on staff with any whatever, film um, experience. W- with any film experience. Then I think it's important to, um, define who the resources are then outside their, uh, organization who can help them. Sure. Cause I think there's a, I think it's a little bit of a gray line, but, but there are production companies mm-hmm. that only like to be handed a script and storyboards and say, shoot this. Mm-hmm. And there are video agencies who like to be handed a strategic purpose and come up with a creative concept and scripts and storyboards before they shoot it. Mm-hmm. And there's probably another way to define those at each of those steps in between, and we'll be going through those steps. But um, talk, talk to me a little bit more about a production company versus a video agency. Sure.
1: So uh, we're, we're a video agency that's in this young era of this industry that's the best way we can define ourselves
0: lord knows there's no way to like google business development for video agencies because we've tried yeah there's just <laughs> nothing out there
1: um so we're a video agency i would like to think there are maybe two types of video agencies they're the ones like us who are full service video where we can help develop video strategies, we can produce the content, distribute and promote that stuff, analyze it, feed that back into, you know, all the seven steps.
0: Yeah, essentially an outsourced video department. Exactly. Yeah. yeah.
1: And those end up becoming like us, they becoming more of a partner with the company and less transactional. Sure. Um, there are also video agencies that just have a lot of just pure creative resources and connections to production companies. So you might go to this video agency. If you've already got your strategic concept, hand it to them. Say, here's our budget. Uh, help us out. So then they would develop the creative. They would then hire the right people for, for the production of that. Mm-hmm. Then there's a production company. And a production company typically likes to just get the script. Um, and sometimes, like, they'll, they'll get all this stuff from it. An independent producer who's even kind of a step in between, sure. <laughs> but uh, let's just pretend the production company has a producer, uh, all that stuff. So, um, so production companies like to get all the creative, and then make. There's still a lot of creative decisions to be made after the sure. uh, the script or whatever is introduced. Yeah. But production companies are more focused on the actual production. Um, of course, production is a very expensive day. Yeah and uh, the typically the more time you spend on your pre-production planning everything out the less mistakes will happen in production therefore the less time you'll take in production therefore the typically the more money you'll save so that's why pre-production is so important
0: well and just to be clear production is the most important because it's got the most people involved right sure I mean it's you've got you've got your it could everything with what we're gonna gonna lay out it's it's got the most people involved you've got your day rate for your talent you've got your day rate for your director your day rate for your producer your day rate for your gaffer your day rate for your audio person your day rate for your hair and makeup your day rate for god knows what else you got your craft services i mean they're just hard costs that are part of production days that make it almost necessary to make those days as efficient as possible So that's why, I mean, instead of just saying production is the most important part, I mean, that that, that's why it's just because the people who are involved all need to be paid their wage. And that's a lot of people doing a lot of good work. And if you can get it done in one day, you're better off than it taking one and a half days Mm -hmm. or two days, because oftentimes once you get to that second day, whether you're doing it for an hour or 10 hours, it's it's going to be the same rate. So, um, okay. So let's kind of get into the um the phases or the steps here i guess phases is the bigger picture thing but what, what are kind of the steps and the necessary elements of pre-production it, it seems to me if you've got a a road or a, a consistent strategic uh not consistent a comprehensive um, strategic concept that you're working from the next step is to take that and Apply. someone's got to turn that into a creative concept mm-hmm. um so tell me, tell me what
1: is, give me an example of a strategic concept and then help me color that in with some creative.
0: Sure, so a strategic concept is uh, purpose, audience, uh, where we're gonna be showing this, what what we wanted to do, what are the goal, what are the KPIs we're gonna measure with this thing, right? So it's a, it's a video that introduces our brand to the market in a uh, human and fun way, mm-hmm. right? I mean, sure. that that could that could be kind of a, a strategic concept, and its purpose is, uh, you know, brand awareness piece, and it's going to be distributed through paid promotion on LinkedIn and YouTube pre-roll, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So, so that's kind of your your strategic framework. We know why we're making this video, we know what we want it to do. And, yep. So then you've got to kind of take those elements and figure out what are because I believe there are probably infinite ways what are the what is the best way or what are the best ways to creatively do that right so you can key in on introducing your brand in part of that description Mm -hmm. right okay well that's something we have to do so what are the elements that we need to is it about you know our top three features and benefits right is that how we're going to introduce our brand slash product um you know you kind of get those points that you want to make but then the other part of the description was in a human and lighthearted or fun way right so then you can start making decisions that well maybe it makes sense to actually show people in this as opposed to maybe go with animation right so there are all kinds of of uh, they they happen quickly and they happen a thousand times as you're developing a concept but I see kind of creative decisions as you've got one of, of two or three or four options and you get to go the direct, you've got that map, that strategic concept is that map that guides you to the right creative decision. Mm-hmm. Well, which of these options, live action, animation, animals, animals, people, employees, actors, is it a host, is it, are we creating a character? Those are just who could be in the thing, right? So which one best serves your strategy? Well, if your strategy is to humanize, let's eliminate animals, mm-hmm. let's eliminate live action, right? So. So the creative treatment then, instead of being a video that introduces our brand to the world in a fun and lighthearted way, your creative concept is that thing that, that kind of opens with we open on a an empty warehouse. Sure. And there are papers strewn about. Uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's less about camera direction. <clears throat> it's more about getting a sense of what this thing actually looks like through some a kind treatment. of written treatment. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Um, some of the other elements um what are the other elements in a creative treatment i mean length um format i love um if it's either like a mood board kind of page Mm. or inspiration um you know like here here's a video or here's a style that that we saw that would work really well for this and put in two or three I, i think the more options you can put in when you're using inspiration are key because um, you don't necessarily want to make it seem like well we're going to copy this, mm-hmm. right, but we like this element of this, this of this and this element of this and we like how they created this character that's kind of uh, you know kind of a jackass but also a little bit lovable, mm-hmm. but it's immediately identifiable as a character, and that's the person who guides us through introducing us to our brand sure. or whatever. right? and
1: this video shows how they integrate um, motion graphics with live action yeah and we like that element yeah. Um, to show your software or whatever it is. Yeah,
0: so it's really there to to get uh, to get anybody who who hasn't been involved in the process so far to understand what this video is going to look and feel like. Mm-hmm. Really. Um, I think an important element too of of the creative treatment is you want to think about what your audience to think, feel, and do mm-hmm. as a result of the video because do is something that you've determined in the strategic concept, mm-hmm. but think and feel is really something that that fits better most times as a part of the creative treatment. I want them to think that we're a new and exciting brand that knows what we're doing, and I want them to feel entertained. I want them to feel uh, like this is something new, and I want them to do fill in blank from strategic concept, Mm -hmm. kind of. Or I want them to, uh, yeah, I mean, usually that's the best way to go is just filling in the blank from the strategic concept. So it's that think and feel part of it that isn't present in the strategic concept.
1: All right, so that is the first step in pre-production.
0: Yeah. As and it and, and now we by us. basically know what this thing is going to look and feel like.
1: Yep. After the first step, is there a second step and a third step and a fourth step?
0: I think there's there's creative concept and then there's just ready set go. Everything else. <laughs> and everything else can some of it should happen concurrently, some of it can happen concurrently. Um, I think locking down your key crew is an important part of it, but crew in the sense of like your producer, director, and writer, mm-hmm. as opposed to like your lighting person and the best boy and you know all those kinds of things. That 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 is necessary, <clears throat> but I think that tends to come later. No, of course, you can simplify all this
1: and hire a one-man band, right? Sure. Um, we've been Ben and I have both been one man bands years and years and years Separately ago. Separately,
0: not together. That would be a two man band.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, like and we've been a White two man band, and then we've grown consistently. But, um, but we're talking about something that's probably going to end up being a lot more professional, probably a more scripted type of, uh, of thing, versus a one man band yeah. who films your CEO in his office yeah.
0: on any given Tuesday. Which as you may have said earlier, if it wasn't in the edited out part, probably wasn't a real creative treatment anyway, somebody just said, let's do this. Yeah. Let's get our CEO to
1: talk about whatever, cause he's attractive and jovial. and.
0: Yeah. Unless you're fundraising, I don't think anybody wants to see your CEO
1: in a video. Eh. Some
0: CEOs are great
1: to be honest. Some are great. Sure. I mean, I'm not going to deny it. There's some people that would be great on camera.
0: Yes. I imagine those are rarer than, I think, start. I think let's get our CEO on video and let's do testimonials or like the top two kind of Obvious. They're, they're lazy they're, they're go-tos. They're accessible. Yeah.
1: They're like, oh, I've seen my competition do that. Yeah. That looks easy enough. Who's this one person I can hire to make? And sometimes you got to go simple.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and that that goes to the attainable part of the manifesto, right? Again, what we're laying out here is kind of an ideal situation. If you can't build this kind of crew and build this kind of process and outsource this level of work, don't let that stop you from making video. If all you have is your CEO, then find someone on staff to get your CEO on camera. That's fine. But, you know, that's for a different day. Um so yeah, I, I think I think the the most important, once you've kind of got that creative treatment, you gotta make sure and you probably already have. <coughs> a producer in place because the producer is probably the person who helped find the person to come up with creative treatment. If they weren't part of that kind team of that came up with that, the, yeah. the creative treatment. But you at this point, you've got to have your producer in place because your producer is basically the person who makes it all happen. It's hard to define outside of that. It's just, they're the one that makes sure that people get hired and people show up when they're supposed to show up and, uh, Finding the right location and negotiating rates and you'll all see, those things.
1: You'll see on on movie credits. There's a dozen producers, executive producer, associate producer, producer. Um, in in this situation, for most corporate video, a producer is fine. Maybe an associate producer to do some of the the you know paperwork or whatever. Um, but one maybe you know maybe one and a half producers. Is perfectly fine, um, especially at this level, they've got the connections to help them fulfill all the needs for this, this type of shoot.
0: And sometimes you also get a producer director, mm-hmm. right? Which is one person who knows how to get the, st- get the crew together and get locations and do all that stuff, but also is, you know, the onset captain. Mm-hmm. I think the role of director is important too, especially when it comes to, if, if note to listeners, if you are one of these B2B companies without film resources on staff, if you're going to be on set with, if you're going to be on set, that set has a director. And that director is the only person who should be consulting or or directing- Telling people what to do. The actors and, and probably the crew on what to do. As a client, your role is to be there to advise the director Um, But your job is definitely not to tell anyone what to do. Um, And that may sound harsh, but that's the way these things work. So if you have to have a conversation with your director before the shoot, day of the shoot, whatever, and and say, how do you want me to give you feedback? You got to work that out beforehand. But director is the only person on set who's talking to certainly actors and oftentimes crew.
1: That's why it's important to have the director well in advance of the shoot so that the client, the producer, the writer, everybody can can come to a, a consensus on what this is going to be.
0: Yes. well, and 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 in, in higher budget productions too, the director is probably the person who's most responsible for the creative treatment. also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So again, this isn't necessarily when you bring these Step people in, in, but you know um, and, and then and then I think the third kind of key crew person here is a writer. Mm-hmm. right? That, that's a person who may have been involved in the creative treatment may have you know provided some insights writers are almost magical people like they know how to write create characters and write other people but it's important that um and and maybe this just bleeds in a little bit to script writing which which is one of the next steps that can start but it's important that that writer have experience writing for video or film Mm -hmm. right because just taking a copywriter a copywriter is someone who's used to just writing and, and and telling, right? They're they're writing the written word as, as it's going to be read, whereas a writer, a script writer, is someone who understands how to build in what the visuals are, mm-hmm. right? Create characters. They write action. Create their movements. Yeah. Right. It, it sometimes even build in camera movements. You know, in in you know talking to the director about how certain things work. So. You know just because this is another another thing just because you may have a copywriter in your marketing department doesn't mean that that person should be writing your video script because the actual writing of content is maybe one third of what the script writing part is right now
1: we've got an active project where we've hired the writer the writer sat with a technical director the technical director and she worked together to come up with the ideas then she went and wrote it and she consulted back with the tre- technical director then the CMO got involved and yep. uh, then or maybe creative director at the company I forget it you um,
0: of product marketing EP, I think
1: and then um, and then it has to go to like a senior technical director to make sure that everything to make sure is that it's all technically very accurate. very technically accurate yes and then One of us is going to finally get involved as the director to say, all right, I like this. I like this. How can we change this? But still hold true to that senior technical
0: advice. Which, Which gets to, you know, something that needs to be addressed in this episode too is how long does this process take? And this, this particular process is six two minute scripts, right? They're all going to be recorded in one day and we are, I don't oh, the know. example. Yeah. 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 This particular example is six two minute scripts. Uh, we're what, four weeks into writing at this point, mm-hmm. I think. There was kind of the technical outline, the right, the then then the discussion between the technical and the writer. Then the writer did right. All those things that you those have taken about this is either the fourth week or the fifth week.
1: And luckily we're working that. with a client who has a lot of creative abilities too. Yeah. And so most companies don't even have that much, so this process could either be longer or it could be a lot shorter by just putting all the responsibility on one person. Right. This is just to say, it can get hairy, but that's why you work with a producer. Professionals. <laughs> professionals.
0: Well, yeah. well, no, a producer, yes, to keep it all organized, but also professionals so that you're hiring the people who know how to do this right. Because if you could put a copywriter with the technical writer, you would get I don't know. Well written articles, mm-hmm. but not video scripts, mm-hmm. right? The, w- when you read these scripts, you see that that she's been writing these lines for an actual person to be delivered into right. camera, who based has on, a
1: character. Based on the person that we've actually hired too, exactly, she, like uh, the actor that we've cast for this yeah. role. Yeah, because so, she's very lively.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, and and well, you know, and that was part of uh, the creative. Maybe this is just jumping around, but. Yes, that was part of the creative treatment, was that we needed the host to be someone, because it is a very technical topic, we needed a host who was engaging and personable. And, jumping ahead. There is no ahead. or (laughs) There is no ahead. So this, you know what, this example is a perfect example because this was one that as soon as our writing team, clients and our writer started writing, we also started the casting process. Mm -hmm. Um, And, what was interesting is that is that we got a whole bunch of really talented people to send us auditions, video auditions. And well, first of all, we got a pick list, which is basically a whole bunch of headshots and some of them have prior video experience and some don't. You pick what you want from that, you get auditions from those people. we found three people that we really liked, but we felt like they played their auditions too safe. And we asked each of those three people to do a second audition on video and just take more risks. Mm-hmm. And the one that took the most risks set that bar for the kind of performance she could give us. And we knew we could dial her back in a little bit, right? That was a little bit too risky for this particular project. But it you know, so even even the casting Actually, process. It was took, quite risque. Well, yes, it was <laughs> risk and risque. But it was tasteful. Sure. Right? But we know that she's that that she has the create her own creative ideas to read a very technical script a certain fun way, and it was pretty clear that she was the one that mm-hmm. we needed to select. Now, then sharing that casting decision with the writer,
1: it informed the writing, it process. Informed
0: the writing process too. So it's, it's, you said it toward the beginning, it's a chicken egg kind of thing. I mean, it all, it all and we're bouncing all around here. Um, let's, let's continue down the list of crew. So what, who needs
1: to be on set on a professional production?
0: Yeah. We've got so a
1: producer it, yep. and and anyone else that is has a producer role. Yep. Director. Writer. What comes what what in order of importance, what would you come what comes next?
0: Uh, I think probably if you've got a director, you want them to then <laughs> refer you to a director of photography that they like working with. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean? So a director of photography is essentially the person responsible for what goes through the lens. Mm-hmm. Um, So essentially what you're capturing, which means not just which cameras and which lenses are used, but also how scenes are lit. Mm -hmm. Wide Um, angle, tight. uh, Wide angle, tight, right? And a lot of that is informed by the director in the script and in the shot list. Mm -hmm. Um, But they're choosing (coughs) the right camera. If it's, let's say it's live action, but it's green screen, there may be a camera that's better suited for green screen work, than something that if it were just like a straight up documentary style Mm -hmm. approach. Um, So essentially they're responsible for, I mean, you could even break it down to like the photons of light that that go through the lens and hit the sensor in the camera, which means they're responsible for camera lenses and light, Mm -hmm. basically. Um, Now, that doesn't mean that um, they don't, that doesn't mean that they're necessarily the person moving the lights right right the person who's moving the lights is the gaffer and if you can find a really talented like we've got some really talented gaffers in this area so so we're pulling from atlanta too yeah and and so the the director of photography gaffer relationship is so close that that the gaffer ends up kind of setting the scene the director of photography then looks through the camera and says, Oh, that's almost perfect. Let's just tweak this. And this." yeah. And your little blue over here, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or wouldn't it be cool if we did a, you know, uh, I don't
1: know, negative fill on a, the side yeah. of the face. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, but that director of photography also, if you're at that level, isn't probably a person who's hitting record, uh, or setting focus on the camera too
1: by the way negative phil is not a good person to have on set he just brings everybody down he's a jackass he is little uh production joke there eh? that's
0: a that's a doozy where were we i don't know but negative phil is now sitting at the table negative phil is not a real person he's just like an imaginary character that when you say his name three times he just appears careful um that was two um, so camera operator, you could also, depending on how many cameras there are, how big the crew is, I mean, how you may scenes, need... locations. You, you may need focus pullers. You may need... I mean, there's all kinds Someone of... Someone who builds the other. camera. Honestly, it's it's the kind of thing that, again, if you're hiring a production company or video agency, they're responsible for those You don't decisions. have to worry about any of this stuff. Um, right, and then even going down from that, the director is going to say, I need a DP on this who's worked on XYZ type of projects before. Or, you know what, between myself and the gaffer, I think we'll be fine. If we work with this person or this person, they're really great gaffers. They'll get me the light I need. And then maybe you don't need a DP and you need a camera operator. So, again, this is all, yeah, in there. Um, I think... You know, after you've you know, that's kind of the visuals, right? You've got your director, you got your gaffer, you got your DP, camera mm. operators, whatever. Light,
1: actor, yeah. Yeah, that stuff.
0: and then audio is—I I almost is hesitate audio to even put important? it. This I, is video, Ben. It is. That's true. It does, it's not video at audio. It's so video. Is this video. Except, how many times have you watched a video that has terrible audio and you just can't? Like, we're just so much more willing to put up with crappy video. And good audio. And good audio. Then we are good video and crappy audio. Yep. So audio is hugely important. I was about to say I hesitate to put it below DP, um, but an audio person is is and is another trap. It seems like recording audio is probably a pretty easy thing to do, but when you hire a professional, my, oh god, my god, the difference is just ridiculous. Um, so be good to your audio person. Find and hire a good production company who has a good audio person or if you happen to be producing this yourself find a good audio person um who brings coffee and bagels sometimes the producer (laughs) sometimes a production assistant
1: um they're depending on the type of set you're on union non-union i mean union is a whole different ball game and we work in a right to work state so we don't no unions don't have, to, don't have to work in that, in that realm. Um, not to say that they're bad, I mean we've worked with plenty of union crews in other states, but um, it, it's a whole different world when you're working with union. Everyone has their very own job and you can't do that job that someone else does. If you pick up a stool on set and move it somewhere else on set, you can get either chewed out or fired. Yeah. Um, here, in this world that we're, that we're discussing, as a producer uh, in the role I play most often, I'm perfectly fine going to get bagels if, as long as everything's happening fine on set. Yeah. I'm perfectly fine um, going and sitting on the couch and doing some work on my computer. Um, I'll do anything from the most menial tasks to the most important things, uh, working with the client, whatever. Just keeping the client back. <laughs> um, but uh, besides all the things we listed before, production assistants are great to have on set. Um, they know that they're being hired as a gopher, and there's nothing wrong with that. A lot of times these are young people who are hungry to learn, or old people who are hungry to learn, or people who have nothing better (laughs) going on and are are perfectly capable of carrying something. Um, Beyond production assistance, um, a a similar role, but working more with lighting, grip, you know, the electrical kind of world. Um, We've got DIT, I can't remember what it stands for, I think it's oh
0: god! I feel like as a producer you Infer- should know this. Something I think information it's digital imaging technician Ima- yeah, or digital, yeah, yeah, digital information imaging, technician, imaging. one of the two. But I don't know, DIT. They handle acronyms are there. This for a is reason.
1: a very important role, especially when you've got multiple cameras, multiple locations, um, audio, all that stuff, all of those, those the audio files, the image files, all that stuff. Is being recorded onto SD cards or something even bigger and better? Not film. Sure, could be film. Then that's even harder. <laughs> um, but you need to. Someone needs to manage where all these these assets are coming from. And you gotta have
0: backups on backups on backups. Too.
1: Backups everywhere. They've got to have the right uh, hard drives. They gotta have the right computer setup. All of the right ports. Um, they're getting fed cards day day in day out all day, and they're they're documenting where, you know, what shot this was and, you know, what camera is being used and what scene it was. And it's, it's, a, it's a vital role if you're on a very complicated set.
0: Or, or if you're just trying to be efficient. If you're trying to get a, an ambitious shoot done in one day, you can't have your your media management slowing down. You can't have your DP.
1: Yeah. I mean, a good DIT will make sure that you have an, enough memory and stuff so yeah. that you can have clean cards for the next shot.
0: What else here, hair and makeup, I think is, is big. It's something that, that is oftentimes overlooked, but a good hair and makeup, especially if they're willing to do a little bit of wardrobe work and it doesn't necessarily, so hair, makeup, and wardrobe oftentimes go together on like corporate video level shoots because you don't necessarily need one hair, make one hair person, one makeup person, one wardrobe person. Um, sometimes you do, but, you know, a good hair and makeup person will also do wardrobe, and even if, you're, even if your talent is coming to set with wardrobe options, which, note, your producer should be making sure that your talent is coming to, war- to set with multiple wardrobe options, there, the hair makeup wardrobe person is a great set of eyes to pick the right wardrobe selections. Oftentimes, even the best director doesn't necessarily know not to put prints with plaids or whatever right they're smart about other things mm-hmm. and so if you just leave it up to a director you could have the talent and some really weird looking things and so um it's important to uh it's important to make sure that people aren't sweating on camera mm-hmm. it's important to make sure that they look as good as they can but I mean, their hair
1: the, is the same in every shot or yeah. or it, there's continuity issues with yep. clothing and hair and makeup that that can happen if you're going from scene one to scene four and then back to scene two Um, so all of those things are are very important when you're uh, when you're working with a more complicated set Um, or if it's just a very simple set it's one less thing that you have to do as the DP or the producer yeah someone who knows what they're doing it's about hiring professionals and that's ultimately why you've hired a production company
0: I think another uh, another role to consider that I don't think made our initial list is, you know, <clears throat> you just mentioned the continuity issue, is kind of a script suver, supervisor, continuity director mm-hmm. type of person, right? Someone who's there to make sure that lines were delivered properly. I mean, you you get down into multiple takes on some of these shoots, and depending on how you're breaking up, hey, okay, let's take it back from line 27 it's hard to keep track of whether you've gotten every single line delivered, you know, you've got a safety version of every single uh, line. So that can be a lot to keep track of if there are multiple actors or, you know, kind of a detailed script, multiple days. So if you've got a script supervisor that can also be kind of a continuity director there to basically be the eyes that says, Hey, we still don't have line 25. Right or or better yet is even matching you know hearing from the director which ones are the best takes, right? That was fantastic, right? And put a little star by take six. Um, They've got those systems. kinds of things. So, um, you know that's another good person to have if um, if your producer recommends it. If for some reason you're being shown a line item budget uh, and and you're wondering what that is, just trust that your producer is making the right decision and that's best. You're for the shoot. Yeah, that's a great um okay
1: so we've got crew we've it, got our it might crew. be more or less depending on someone's
0: working on our scripts yep right um before we start like scheduling things what what's what's next after scripts um i think it's so scripts are often a
1: in, they're they're the lines right it may be some direction but it's you've got to start pairing that up with some visuals so this is where you might see an av script come into play and if the script has been approved, then a director will work with the the writer um maybe even a dp to start lining up what are these shots and that might that might be creating some storyboards or some sketches or whatever yeah it could yeah. even be stick figure stick level figures. sketches. it could be some some basic diagrams of the set, um, you know, where your camera angles are going to be, which one's tight, wide. Um, it's going to help you understand how many take, like, do I need all of this, these three lines in one take, or am I going to have cuts in between? So it's starting to apply some of those visuals to the audio portion of the script,
0: uh, I would say is your next step. Okay. I imagine if we've got storyboards, then we uh, need to be considering where we're shooting
1: yeah and that that also may come into play before you start making storyboards um again a lot of this happens concurrently but yes if you're going to be on location somewhere if you're in a studio it's still important to go scout that out and make sure that for whatever particular especially if you haven't been there before is there enough power for what you're trying to do Um, is Is there there enough room? Is there enough room? Is there an airport? How many, how much extra lighting and and grip equipment
0: do you need? Um, who goes on? So you've picked a location and then you're there actually testing it out. Is that what you're saying? Well,
1: there's a, there's a scout and then there's a, like a, like a a visit, like a technical scout Okay. where scouting, so location scouting could be, let's go check out these three places. See what works. We're going to pick one. And then and then you would bring, if you've des- decided on one or maybe two, and you go on a te- technical scout where you bring maybe your gaffer or, or DP. Um, gaffers usually have a lot more knowledge of, like, the electrical capabilities of, of a location. Yeah, um, You'll want to bring an audio guy. I can't tell you how many times I've been, like, impressed with how useful they are on a tech scout saying, like, do you hear that? I don't hear like the weird little buzzy things or it, whatever.
0: I did a test this weekend of my high frequency hearing, mm-hmm. and I can't hear anything over eleven thousand hertz. Hmm. Which I'm, I'm sure about ten years behind. Like that's kind of an over fifty thing. Okay. So I'm ten years ahead of the game. Uh, Is that yeah, how you- <laughs> I should be able to. Yeah, I'm, my ears are ten Very years advanced. older than my body. <laughs> yeah, I have super smart ears. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, you know, that's why they're in this business is because they hear things, right? I mm-hmm. mean, we see things just with our experience. We see things that other people don't see. And,
1: but they'll hear a hum and be like, "Oh, that's the fridge." Yeah, we'll just, like yeah. that's not the heater. That's not the electric, you know AC. So that's the fridge. Yeah, okay. They know those things and all that stuff. Like we said before, audio is so important to this. It's important to have someone who knows what they're doing on the tech scout to make sure that there are no issues planes flying overhead, whatever. So, um, you know, when it comes to lighting and sound, you're gonna wanna make sure that uh, you're at the location at either, you know, let's say you're gonna be shooting on a Tuesday starting at 4 p.m. Go tech scouting at a Tuesday before the shoot at 4 p.m. So that you know exactly what that is. Um, Especially like airport flight patterns, they change daily um i
0: just think the sun is the in a sun different sun place, for light. right i mean yep. if you're not in a if you're not on a sound stage mm-hmm. right if you're even if you're just shooting in your conference <clears> room <throat> um you know you could scout it at 10 a.m and like oh we don't have to worry about like oh we're fine it, it looks great in here and then at 4 p.m the sun is coming through yep. those windows well that throws everything off so
1: when it comes to location scouting i think a lot of our clients have been surprised when we say, oh, we can't shoot there because that'll cost $1,000. Right. Or, or they, they're surprised that it costs anything at all. Right. Why can't we just go there? Well, we went, we went on a location scout at one of my neighbors. I knew, I knew you were going there. <laughs> my yep. neighbor's house. And we were working with, this is before we were a video agency. We were more a, uh, a production, production partner with an agency here. And so they brought the concept to us. We were doing some scouting, went to my neighbor's house cause it was a, you know, a, a really nice house. Now I'm direct next door. <laughs> you know, nothing in, wrong with in, my in neighbor's house. In the nice part of the this neighborhood. This is like a million dollar plus yeah. house.
0: Well, what was it? It was like a, it was like a Thanksgiving dinner kind of thing.
1: We are going to do a Thanksgiving. Yeah, some holiday type, yeah. type video. Um, and we got there and shoot, you know, the, the host she was very, very pleasant um, showed us around Had us we budgeted
0: of, anything for location We budgeted two fifty
1: yeah and she, and so at some point she she asked so she's justin very experienced
0: Lee she asked, oh yeah, because she's up lived, lived in a lot right of nice now. houses Yes.
1: she said, so what you know what do you have for a budget and I, and I knew this wasn't going to be great, but I said, well, we got two fifty and she's like, oh. Well, I guess I could give you like a neighbor discount or something. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, w- what did you have in mind? Let's see what we can do. She's like, well, usually when they do photo shoots here or whatever, it's like, you know, $1,500, $2,000 for the day. And I was glad to have the, uh, the producer yes. from the agency there. Yes. Cause or the creative director or whatever, cause she, she, her eyes opened up like that's 20% of the budget. Yeah.
0: We were, I, I mean, I, the way I remember is we were in this magnificent house. Um, and the way that she asked so what What do you have for location budget was like I, I don't think I said it out loud but in my head it was just uh oh I mean it was Experience. like she knew what she was asking for and, and you know and, and that's the thing we knew we had 250 bucks we knew we were trying to get a steal that's why we used the neighbor relationship I mean right but I mean, she you has,
1: always she's going to hire someone to professionally clean the house Yes, she's going to have all the kid stuff put away she's Um, going to leave
0: for the day yeah yeah.
1: or have some like some nanny there that can assist if we needed something from the house so yeah
0: so you know i guess long story short make sure you budget for locations yeah yeah or
1: choose your locations
0: accordingly yeah yeah um okay so let's see we know where we're shooting it we know who our crew is Mm-hmm. We know when we're shooting it. We know who our talent is. We've we got a what script. We know what we're shooting because we've done sc- uh, creative treatments and storyboards. Uh, are we ready to shoot? Um, we're pretty close. Okay. I would recommend, at the very minimum, with talent, with writers, with producer, with director, with client, script read throws. Mm-hmm. They don't necessarily have to be full on rehearsals. Oftentimes, you have to pay the day fee to get access to it. Right? You can do this in your office. You can do this in the video agency's office, whatever. But oftentimes, this is the f- the only time before set, for whatever reason, that you get to hear your talent read your writer's lines out loud and hear if they work. And at this point, everyone's got their own thoughts as to how
1: yes. that script is going to be read and delivered. And, and how the actor is going to move. And, and
0: even if there are storyboards, people can interpret storyboards. Yeah, storyboards, ways. one frame. You've got 24 of those every second. Um, so, you know, it's it's easy. So, one, having, having the writer there, having the talents be the ones who are actually reading through it. The writer needs to be there so that if anything comes up where the talent says, I don't, you know, that's not, I would say so-and-so, right? Mm-hmm. Change it to how they would say it. Make it yeah. more natural for them. Those kinds of things. If there's something that the client hears for the first time, that in skimming it and reviewing the script on a screen, they approved, all of a sudden they hear it out loud and they're like, wait, that's that's not right. Or could we do that better or whatever? Mm-hmm. That, that's kind of that like last script editing session. It also lets you do just some simple movements and directions, simple blocking, things like that. I mean, I remember we had a shoot last year where we had, we had a whole ton of issues with pre-production with actors taking the job and then not wanting the job anymore and just all kinds of crazy things. But we were kind of stuck going through our final read throughs. And we realized that you and I as (laughs) co-directors had imagined um, differently, whether the host was sitting or standing, mm-hmm. and I had been picturing for the whole time that it was—I uh, don't even remember which one—sitting at two desks, and you had imagined it, you know, standing at a water cooler or something like that. It wasn't something that was that was in uh, the script, and, and it was something where on every in every discussion you feel like you're on the same page, and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. you tell someone go stand there, and the and someone else is like, wait, I thought they were sitting. Like this is the opportunity to find these things out and again, not have to go through that thing on the shoot day. Um, yeah. So that's kind of your la- And then once you've kind of had those read throughs, you know, if you can do it a week before the shoot, then you've also, you're also giving your talent time to just better familiarize themselves with those lines beforehand. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and if you've got, if you've got a primary talent and you've got three extras, or three people with maybe one line each. Maybe they don't have to be present at that read through, but you know, make sure that there are people who are actually reading those lines yep. out loud and doing those movements yeah. and those kinds of things. Okay, so now we're ready to shoot, right? Um, almost. Okay. There, there's
1: always more you could do before a shoot. I
0: yeah. mean,
1: always. A couple of things that are gonna make it a lot easier um, on the shoot day. Uh, if if your crew doesn't have any food or water they're gonna get very cranky uh, really quickly Your sure. your reactors as well um, they expect food it doesn't always have to be a gourmet palate but I you would expect to have some sort of if it's an early shoot breakfast lunch dinner you know it depends on how long your shoot is but yeah. you should cover the meals um, and expect that everybody, Expect there to be some leftovers, you know, just make sure you order enough to make everyone happy. Um, Snacks are nice, too. I don't eat on set. I don't eat much, ever. Period. But I'm usually the one getting the food. (laughs) Um, You've got uh, another thing that is easy to miss but really important on shoot day is parking. Where is everybody supposed to park? Um, A lot of times this can be, you can alert your crew about where to park, in the call
0: sheet. I think call sheets are so important.
1: Um, but arranging that ahead of time with the location yeah. is important. If it's a studio, they've already got; they more than likely have space for the grip truck and the crew cars and anything else that needs to be going in. But
0: and that's another thing you can do on the technical scout of the location yep. too. Especially, where's the truck going to pull up? You know, how we're going to get the gear up here? Yeah, ramps. You know, not in a studio. Whatever. whatever. Yep.
1: Um, but if you're shooting in a house, that can change things. Yeah. Are you in a neighborhood? Do they live on a busy street? Do they have a driveway? All stuff's going to be important. And that's why people ask so, so often, what does a producer do? When Ben explained it, I mean, I've been producing for a long time, so have you. Um, you explained it to me once that, well, the producer the producer is the one who goes up on stage and accepts the Best Picture award. hmm Because they're the one responsible for everything. Everything. Um, I see it uh, as essentially you're just constantly problem solving. At any time throughout the day and before the shoot day or days, people are coming to you with problems, questions, uh, and they need answers. So your job is to try and figure out how to answer those things as best you can. And it's not always going to be perfect, but...
0: But an answer is better than no answer.
1: Yep. Or I will find out and you go find out yeah um so getting the parking under control before the day to shoot um the call sheets are really important it helps everybody stay on on track and on schedule on shoot day lets everyone know where the shoot is what time where the closest hospital is where parking is is it going to be sunny or hot or how, cold
0: how many company moves do we have yep what's yeah when uh, am i going home Yep. Or when am I supposed to go home? Um, I think call sheets, just like craft services, if you're hiring professionals for your crew and for your talent, this isn't a reason to do it, but they're expecting to do it, uh, to get those things, right? mm -hmm. They're expecting to be fed. They're expecting to be sent a call sheet They're because that's just how a professional production is run. So, uh, you know, maybe that's a red flag. If for some reason the production company you've hired isn't, you know, hasn't considered craft services or isn't going to be sending call sheets. I don't know, maybe it's late, in the game late at that but. point, but you know, maybe as you're vetting production companies, that's, you know, you get them to walk through everything that they do. And you know, those are two things that are often overlooked, but if they are a professional company, they're going to be, yep. you know, considering them from the beginning. So one of our friends, he's a, a producer director.
1: Um He, He was one of the people who asked that we explain this process. Yeah. Um, And the reason he he said that is because it's important for clients, especially those without a lot of video experience, to understand why it costs so much to plan for the shoot or to just get a shoot done. Yeah. So how much time should something like this take? Like we are use the example we've been using the whole time.
0: Yeah. We're what four weeks into writing, Mm-hmm. Um, casting, location. We, we've cast. We've found our location. Yep. We've booked our crew. Yep. Uh, we will be. Uh, we will be shooting on week what six six then? or seven, six or seven so, depending on whether still we're funny, huh? yeah yeah d- six or seven. It's one of the fun things. Um, nope. Progress last night. I think we're still good for week six. Okay. Um, so. You know, and this is a project that, while it has multiple videos, six two-minute videos, as I mentioned before, it's also the second season of this particular show. So um, we know what we're doing a lot better this time around. Um, in fact, one of the things we learned the first time we're doing it was that we needed more time in the writing process because we got to that rehearsal read-through day and we mistakenly scheduled it for the day Well, part of it was because the talent was traveling we did it the day before the shoot and that wasn't enough time for the talent to properly familiarize himself with the scripts for us to make any changes so we knew we needed to add that additional week in there Um, so you know it's going to take a few weeks to write scripts it's going to take Another right, and then you got revisions and edits back and forth between client and and production company or agency. Uh, you got you got to find the locations. You got to scout the locations. You got to know that you're hiring professional people and that they stay busy because this is what they make a living doing. Right? These aren't hobbyists. These are people who make a living doing this. So you got to work around their schedules. I don't know. I mean, we're looking at. We're looking at a seven or eight week pre-production overall before we get to the sh- the one shoot day on this particular project. So there's pre-production,
1: production and post-production. How would you divide the time and the budget accordingly?
0: Well, I think um, I think production from a uh, day standpoint is the most expensive day one day right but but it's one day that like we talked about earlier that's why you try to get it into as few shoot days as possible Mm -hmm. because there are as many moving parts but it doesn't mean that you're going to necessarily pay your gaffer more than you're going to pay your writer because your writer may be working for two or three weeks two or three weeks right they may have five ten billable days Mm -hmm. that they put on this right so it's a couple grand. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, they say that 90% of a director's, uh, job is done before the shoot. Right. So, I mean, that's kind of what we've been laying out here. These are why all these things need, need to be considered. Um, so I don't know. Like I, 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 I think, I think, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I, like I, like I was a- unprepared for that question.
1: I think it's fair to, to say that while production is the most expensive day. Unit, yes. It's the shortest amount of time, but it probably costs the same amount as pre-production and as post-production. Splitting that up into yeah. thirds. I mean, just with a one-day shoot, yeah. with a decent crew, um, you've got a couple weeks of pre-production. That couple weeks, let's say, costs 4500 The shoot day costs or, you know, maybe yeah, five, five six, seven, whatever. And post-production could cost Thirty-five hundred, forty-five hundred, five grand. Yeah, Dep- totally and, depends on number of deliverables and. Yeah. If you could kind of expect that each of those uh, segments is about the same, um, I think that's a that's a decent. Well,
0: it's way. A, it's a good starting point because if if you were to if you were to go to a one man band and say what's your day rate, I mean that that hopefully any one man band would be you know a better business person than to just quote their day rate hopefully they're asking how am i a part of this project who else is involved what are the other roles what else do i need to be doing all those kinds of things it's, but i uh, you know i mean if
1: they don't they're just going to show up with a camera two cameras who knows and maybe Audio, some lights maybe right? some but they're
0: they're you know yeah buyer beware i suppose um but uh, but yeah, I mean, directors make most of their money, even though they may get paid for days on set, they make most of their money in the pre-production. I we mean they do the work.: We went to Vincent
1: LaFerre's workshop, a directing workshop. And I think he said, for a shoot day it's 50 grand, 20 grand. 20. 20 grand. But he's not making all 20 grand on his shoot day. He just basically rolls all of his costs into however many shoot days, because he knows that that's yeah. going to be a certain amount of prep leading up to that shoot day. So it's easy for him to charge yeah. that way. Um, and I think that's fair. Yeah. yeah um, he does like Nike commercials and yeah. short films and stuff.
0: And I think like everything else in this episode, it's there's an asterisk to it. But, you know, a good place to start is if if all you're doing is calculating how much it's going to cost the crew and talent up for your shoot day, multiply that number by three. And that, that needs to be, at the very least, your overall budget for the production. Yeah. Um, again, you know, if there are multiple deliverables, if you're, you know, doing a green screen shoot and then you're putting in a whole bunch of, of motion graphics with that, so then that'll inflate the post-production costs. Um, so, uh, you know, but yeah, I think that's a pretty good rule of thumb. Um, let me throw this one at you. If you had, let's say you were surprised by that and had to. Make your crew smaller, but keep it professional. Mm-hmm. Who might you? I don't want to say eliminate, but what are some ways you might uh, implement some cost savings into who's actually on set for your shoot day?
1: Is it limited to who?
0: Not necessarily.
1: Okay. I would. I would eliminate location costs. Okay. I would use the office. I would paint a wall, it wherever you know find a find a way to creatively alter the script so you can shoot it in the park. You know, that may come with its own public sure. But but try and get rid of location costs. Um I would <clears throat> you got to have your director. I would potentially hire the director to write and direct. Okay. I'd have a producer because they're going to solve all the problems yep. for you. So right now we've got producer, writer, director as one. Producer is one. Writer, director is two. Depending on what the script called for. Sure. Um, I think it's important to have a someone who can do lighting and production assistant. Like someone yeah. who can be, who's your, basically your third man on set who's, Who's his initial job in the beginning of the day is to set up lights, manage that process, but then is also willing to go drag stuff in from the vehicles yeah. or or help set up a table for lunch or whatever it is. Um there are enough talented people out there who can write and direct and also operate a camera.
0: Yeah. That's a that's it, what I was gonna it's 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 a lot. I think I would, I know I asked you, but I think I would just in terms of the money that they ask for, I think I'd rather have a really good gaffer and a really, I'd have a really good gaffer and a a good camera operator mm-hmm. than a DP and a gaffer. And, like it, there, there's, there's so much, a really good gaffer. Plus a, a good camera operator, they'll can, work together. They'll really work well. together, and they almost then become a DP. A DP almost necessitates having a gaffer, and then they can more. maybe be a camera. Op- but I, I like a really good gaffer can get you really close to what a DP can do. I know there are going to be DPs who listen to this and say, "Fuck you, fuck you." But. Um, uh, I you know it, yeah. If but I were forced with the budget, that's probably where I would you know save some money just because again, you're gonna end up paying a good gaffer and a good camera operator less than you would pay a DP and a gaffer.
1: Mm-hmm. So and like we said, so well, I think audio is so important. Yeah. If you're if you're getting dialogue, even some NAT sounds can really change nat, natural sounds. Um, you know, ruffling of papers or the bicycle wheels moving um those that can be a huge thing so audio a camera guy a lighting guy slash uh, production
0: assistant mm-hmm.
1: director writer yeah how, how many do i have now
0: i don't know that's four or five. that's either four people or five people
1: yep and the producer is the one who's gonna pull it all together so yeah i think uh, you know i
0: think um
1: Oh, yeah,
0: four people. I think you could have a person who knows, like you could have someone who's done some editing, do your DIT type work, right? And, and maybe, maybe there's a production assistant slash- Sometimes the editor you know, or the DIT. director is an editor as well. Yeah. If, you're, um, if you're
1: working on a very tight budget, you're gonna have to cut corners and you're so gonna look for people who can uh, do a lot of things Yeah, a lot of
0: what good. Well, and a lot of professional talent are used to doing their own hair and makeup too. Mm -hmm. So, if you had to get rid of a hair and makeup person, you you could. Um, I would not skimp on actor. Really. Sorry, this is just this is an issue I tend to get on my soapbox about. So. I
1: mean, throwing throwing someone from your your company into a very unfamiliar role, having to memorize lines. And I think it's just the, the
0: shock of being in the lights and yeah. on the camera that is what weighs on people who aren't prepared for that so much.
1: And the ability to do the same thing every time, 10 times. Yes. Because it's not even the actor's fault necessarily if you have to reshoot something right, or do like 10 takes. It could be that something in the background wasn't right.
0: A plane flew overhead.
1: Or you know what? I, I want to get a wide shot of this
0: too. Yeah.
1: But do it exactly the same.
0: Yeah. I and I think maybe the misconception there is that that talent is expensive, but they are so worth every penny you're paying them once you get on set. You can get a
1: pretty good actor for five, six hundred bucks. Six hundred dollars. Yeah. With spe- you know
0: speaking role. Yeah. Um, yeah. It is. It is. I, I, again, I think it's one of those just kind of intellectually lazy decisions that companies make is, you know, where um, the default is we need to keep costs down. So we're gonna use one of our employees as the talent and we're gonna write the script. It's like, why, why don't you tell us what the budget is and we'll make everything work? Um, I mean, yeah. any good production company should do that, right? Um, yeah, I, 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 I cannot I don't know we're going to do a pet peeves episode one of these points and i'm going to bring this point up again but yeah it's it's one of the best investments you can make on set is hiring professional talent instead of using non-actor employees Mm -hmm. even if it's subject matter expert type stuff write the scripts properly and hire the right talent and they'll be able to deliver it okay so now we're ready to shoot All the other times it it was just kind of, well, it was like it was before, but that was just a way to get into the next section. But I I feel like actually now it's time to shoot. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So we started with a creative treatment. We then developed did everything from there (laughs) and that's the episode. Um, We uh, we found kind of our top line cast Mm -hmm. or, or crew rather. Uh, Maybe we started casting because that influences when we're writing scripts. Mm -hmm. Uh, Director and and writer started to get together and create some storyboards so that everybody knew kind of what this was going to look like and and what the other people on set day were going to have to do that day. Mm -hmm. Um, We looked at where we're going to shoot. We figured out everyone's – I don't think we've actually explicitly mentioned this, but all the people that you're hiring for this, you've got to get their availability. So you've got to all then schedule them. And the good ones At the aren't right times. easy to. No, to the, good, na- the good ones are not available next week.
1: That's why you've got so much pre-production time too. Is because you've got to book them six weeks out.
0: Yeah. Um, then let's see. We've done our casting. We've done our location scouting. I should just be a gaffer. Um, or we're having our our read-through <laughs> rehearsal. Just moving on past <laughs> that. Um, we we sent out call sheets. Um, we have taken six or seven weeks to do all this (laughs) we've budgeted appropriately uh for our pre-production just like we would our production or our post-production uh and now we're ready to shoot so i feel like next episode is a great time for us to talk about what production looks like
1: um let's do it
0: all right well before we sign off here i think it's time to hear from our new sponsor again Again, this feels kind of like a test sponsorship since our first sponsor was just so poorly thought out. I don't know what they were thinking, but their check cleared. But our actual sponsor, Icy Dead People, the Mid-South's premier cryogenic freezing lab. Freeze your dead relatives now and we'll thaw them out when there's a cure for what ails them.
1: I-C-Y? Icy? Huh? Dead people. There
0: it is. And in the movie with Bruce Willis the kid says "See, There it is. I see dead people. Spoiler alert, Bruce Willis was dead the whole time.
1: They've got a lot of open space right now. They do. I they think do. they're even running some, some summer discounts because well, yeah. it is hotter. Yes. It's harder to, you know.
0: Yeah. In fact, I think they have just a one-hour cryogenic freezing session. If you're feeling too hot, you can just go in and just kind of, like, spend an hour chilling out.
1: Have you ever done the uh, cryo chamber things?
0: No yeah is it super cold
1: it is very cold i imagine it would be yeah yeah three
0: minutes and then like you're cold for like the next hour i think ted williams you know the hall of fame baseball player Mm -hmm. i think his wife and son fought in court because his son as executor of his estate i don't know if this is right at all froze his head I was getting a little bit deep didn't too Is too detailed. The wanted, no, 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 no. Well, they also put Mr. Burns in cryo uh, to hear thirty-seven stab wounds. Um, but no, Ted Williams' head, for some time and maybe still, um, was actually frozen so that he could be, I don't know, generated clones some something. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. It's just to uh, save it for posterity, to create more tech this later. Uh, Still holds up. Uh, last person, last person, only person, last, person, certainly last person. So, hey, cryogenesis. It's good enough for tech wings. It's good enough for you. It's damn sure, good enough for your grandma. <laughs> I agree with